The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, welcome to our end of season review. Uh, this is the New York Talk, um, and we'll yeah, go through the last season in as positive a way as possible and talk about how uh, football can rip your heart out. Um, we have everybody with us, Mick's with us. Hello, Michael. Hello. And Benjamin is with us as well. Hello. Um, before we get started, please do keep checking our website. We've got a few people doing some extra, um, some stuff for us, which we will announce as and when it comes out. But keep an eye on newyorktalk.co.uk for some end of season reviews and some players. Uh, what's the right word, big player? A player review? Go on. Profiles. Profiles coming up. Hey. Um, depending on your list, this it may they may already be out. Uh, but keep an eye on our socials for where you can see that kind of stuff. Um, and before we get properly started, something we want to talk about, which we all want to talk about, uh, over the weekend you may have seen on social media, particularly Twitter, uh, the Her Game 2 videos and hashtags that came out. Uh, we want to throw our full support behind that campaign. Um, it's similar to the race, but kicking sex in the amount of football. I'm sure if you're on social media, you'll have seen some comments that whenever a, a woman or a, a, comments on football, they get some pretty nasty comments put back to them. Not all the time, but certainly sometimes. Um, and we absolutely want to put our, like I mentioned, our full support behind that campaign to footballs for everybody. Um, and it's, I think it's a really, really important campaign. As much as the Taking the Knee has been a really good campaign over the summer for racial discrimination, this is also just an important campaign as well. Um, you two want to add anything? Uh, no, I'm just 100% behind it. 100% behind it. We've, we've talked many times over the, last, over the season about people's opinions and everything else. Um, and, you know, when you when when I or somebody else on here criticises somebody else for having an opinion, you know, they get very, very defensive. Uh, and yet similar sorts of people are the ones that often act, actively take part in this sort of uh, behaviour and it's not acceptable. 
it's not acceptable. We've all everybody's opinion is justified, no matter who they are. Um, but you know, some of them may be more stupid than others. Usually, mine. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm 110% behind this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ben, I know you're not the most articulate. But yeah, I mean, everything. I can't believe it. You do see it all the time. Uh, yeah. Whether it's... What I've noticed, whether it's purposeful or not. Sorry, that's my fault. Whether it's purposeful or not, it still happens. I think it does need to be... Um, what's the word? It needs to be addressed. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'm completely behind it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you, are, if you do, what I would recommend is go and watch the video that's out from the Her Game 2 Twitter account um, and take it from there. Um, well, nothing more we can add in terms of that. I would recommend anybody that hasn't, go and have a look and please do support the campaign. So let's get on with our season review. Um, obviously, we know how it ended. Um, we're back in League One, not ideal, but there were some highs and lows throughout the season, so we're going to start at the beginning, which seems like such a long time ago, uh, and go through the game. We've got some stats to come through and our thoughts and memories of the games. Um, like, I'm, I guess one of the strangest seasons, one of the strangest seasons in football history. Uh, it's certainly up there. Um, it started back in September, uh, for the first time in a long, long time, at the Wickham game, Ben. First game of the season away at Wickham. Um, Icky with the last minute winner. Uh, everything were sort of bright and rosy, and everything, you know, we beat one of our, who was probably going to be our relegation rivals. We'd continued the trend from last season. It's a last minute goal. Here we go. Things were going to move on. They were all positive, was, weren't it? Was it? Was it? I remember it being a very <laughs> poor performance. Awful. No win. Describe the word to be described performance. Awful. I think it. Um, foreshadowed uh, our season to come. Yeah, um, you said he weren't very articulate. Apologies. <laughs> I think it. I think it. I think he's from the past season. You know, poor performance and goal off a set piece. I'm not saying that we scored off set pieces a lot, but when we did score, it weren't really from open play, especially towards the end. So I think mm. it summed up the season. Uh, but yeah, one nil. I mean, I'm not going to complain to be honest. No, I didn't because I got the prediction okay. bang on, perfect to the to the score and the minute. Well, um, I, uh, you, you, oh come you on, guess. come on, late corner goal, Icky or Woody or whatever I said. Think or Robinson. you don't get much more detailed than that. I mean, to be fair, that that game sort of your 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 prediction, your season of predictions went pretty much like Rotherham's, didn't it, Daniel? From there. <laughs> So, start well and then end up with start well and beat it out, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, we actually missed that goal, didn't we? We were watching it and the stream cut out on something like the 88th minute or whenever it were, uh, and the, we couldn't get it back on, so we completely missed our first goal of the season, um, which was a shame. I remember Ricky scored twice. I think he scored twice, maybe all season. We missed them both because the other one we were sat on half time when it was 55 minutes. No, <laughs> that was second game of season, wasn't it? That one oh, against was Millwall. It? When Icky made that giant mistake. Oh, yeah, we went 1-0 down. Caught. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we assume that I thought we'd cross it through a fire stick. So we assume we just, if you go switch over to your normal telly, when you come back, it'll just resume where it were. No, it paused. And um, when we went back, we were 10, 15 minutes behind and we missed the goal. Like, if they've got that quarter past four and go, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And put that key, that good bright start against Wicked Mick, it was quickly dashed. Millwall game, as was mentioned there. Um, and then a pattern started to emerge because we considered a very late penalty against Birmingham, where we drew Angus McDonald, the very unlucky on goal uh, against Huddersfield. And then we were one up against Norwich, having then missed a penalty. Angus McDonald gets a silly red card, an own goal from, I think, Icky this time, and then a stupid late penalty from Flojo. That, that, those first five or six games, we, we're going to say this a lot, but those five or six games encompassed our entire season. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, you know, I thought I thought we were unlucky against Birmingham. Uh, I don't think it was a penalty. Um, you know, like you said, the, the Huddersfield own goal. I mean, I, I was just, I mean, that, I, I, again, like you said, I think we are going to say this a lot, but that had kind of summed up our season. It could have gone anywhere, could have gone over the top of the stand, but it didn't, did it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and 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 against um, against Norwich, we should have been two 0 up. We should have been two 0 up. We should have been out of sight. You know, with Freddie missing a penalty. Um, should have had a Norwich as well. I did say Norwich, didn't I? I thought it was Huddersfield. Apologies, no, Norwich. Oh, we're on to Norwich now. We're on to okay. Norwich now. Um, but yeah, yeah, it did. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah. But but <laughs> what I would say is. We didn't get our fair share of luck in, in those games or, or, to be fair, any other games this season. <laughs> Look, uh, when Let's did be we? honest. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Yeah, that, that Norwich one was a particularly sickener because up until Angus McDonald's stupid red card, Ben, uh, we're Norwich. We were, we were in control of the game. We were looking quite comfortable. And as soon as we go down to 10 men, if you go down to 10, get 10 men against Norwich, you might as well just give them the three points. It's one of the stupidest tackles I've ever seen. Yeah, but yeah, it, it no, wasn't well, was a great yeah, tackle. Not, yeah, but no, 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 it no. It wasn't a great tackle. No, but, no, no. Well, all right, fair enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been sent off. Sure. What I'm saying is it, it was definitely a red card, no problem. Yeah. Right? But the similar challenges that were made on our players throughout the rest of the season weren't punished the same. Yeah. So well, so, so should it so, so the question is then, should he have been sent off? Yes. Right. Well Yeah, but such a real so should, so should you know what I mean? Else, but you know what I mean? That's life. Life was fair. Yeah, we've been Premier yeah, I'm not League. wearing that. Life was fair. Been Premier League because we won the best world one club, but it's not. I, th- I, I thought you were old enough to realise that, Mick. For me. <laughs> Woohoo! For me. The, the Norwich players got McDonald's sent off. They, they, they did. Card. Yeah, they did. Not the challenge. The challenge. The challenge may or may not have got a red card. What absolutely nailed that red card on was a reaction of Norwich City players, which 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 is what you expect from Norwich City. Let's be fair, yeah. um, you know they've, they've done it season after season when we've you know the last few seasons that mm. we've played them when we were in the championship under different managers they're, as well under different managers as well. Um, so yeah, some some people say it's part of the game. It yeah, you well, know again, that's an all. It was a red card. I listen, I don't care. If, I don't care what had happened. That's a red card. If he didn't send him off, I'd have been very worried. Well, I've, I've yeah. seen Deb Tackles not given a red card. It was a red card, but I've also yeah, seen yeah, yeah. those not given. Um, but yeah, those type of games is what's cost us survival. Um, we'll yeah, come on to more, more and more and more of those games throughout this next 40 minutes or so. Um, the first big moment, Ben, of the season for me uh, was the first South Yorkshire derby this season back in October. Um, when a drone delayed play after five minutes. Um, <laughs> that drone was maybe the best thing that happened to us all season because before the drone came out, we were really struggling in that game, weren't we? We were 
awful. To be honest, yeah, I remember seeing the me the picture of uh, who was it? Oh, Robertson, Robertson playing <laughs> oh, playing the villain. Made me laugh. Yeah. It's, I think it kind of sums up a season again because <laughs> we were four. Like we just, yeah. He, he looking back at it, he's so annoying. But I'm so glad that drone happened because <laughs> it was probably the best thing that happened to us all season. <laughs> yeah, that, that three nil win. There's a couple more three nil three nil wins. One in particular which come onto but that three nil win Mick, was 100 percent after the first five minutes. Completely deserved. Jamie Lindsay was outstanding. Uh, their defence was an absolute joke. Um, Flojo had a good game, which is not very often. It was a superb all-round performance, that Sheffield Wednesday, first special Wednesday game. Yeah, it was. It was. And it's always nice to beat your local rivals, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, it was It was massively important. It was a big confidence boost for all of us. And I think we all felt at that point that we were going to be able to kick on. You know, we mm-hmm. played Wickham or we're down there. We played Birmingham or we're down there. Um, we played, we played them. We were down there, um, and and we felt that we were the better side amongst all of them by 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 some distance. Um, and 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 to be fair, we were. Mm. You know, let's be honest. Uh, but that that result kind of gave us that confidence, didn't it? And it's always nice to beat that shower as well, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Uh, for for those of us that work and live in Rotherham, you know, you can always go. You get go to work the following day to see all those other people that work and live in Rotherham, but don't support Rotherham, <laughs> and uh, you can stick them one in eye, and it's fantastic, and I love it. So, and obviously, I don't want to spoiler alert, but we went on to do it again later in the season. Oh yeah, we'll come on to that one. Um, it was the first home winning against Sheffield since 1976. We've got a lot of monkeys off our back this season. That's certainly a positive from this mm. season, Ben. A few more, a few more results to talk about, Ben, but. <laughs> I know those things don't technically matter. We talked about this towards the end of the season. In football, for some reason, those records do matter. A derby win, the Middlesbrough win, the Wednesday win. It's good to get those type of records away. So next time we're playing, it, it, as a player, it must affect you. If you if, let's say you're Woody or something like that, and you'll get a pre-match question saying, not beat Nottingham Forest at home since 1932, that it's, it, subconsciously that's going to play on your mind a little bit. So to get those off your back a little bit is a plus. I'm not saying it's... Game change, but plus. I think it. Yeah, I think it comes down to the player. If you, you know, I, I don't think it personally matters because unless you were playing in that game, uh, I don't think it really should affect you. Um, but I know what you mean. You, you, you stat man, aren't you, Matt? So I'll play into your, <laughs> into your thing. Uh, yeah, it must have been good. We've got actually a few records on our side for next time we play them now. Uh, exactly. Especially Wednesday. Wednesday. I can't remember last time we did double on them. When was it? That's his, I think. Yeah. That would be good for me next play then. You'll be loving them stats, won't you? Absolutely. Why would you not? Yeah, absolutely. Hang on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but again, this sums my solid season, Rick. We followed that way, whichever Wednesday game up with some terrible, some really poor performances. The game after Sheffield Wednesday was Stoke City away, which was one of the worst games of the entire season. It was a terrible game of football. Stoke yeah. scored from a route one, typical old-fashioned Stoke game. Um, and we were just sort of nowhere. And then that was the game where Sean McDonald broke his leg, which mm. Sean McDonald had been up at that point, probably player of the season. Yeah, he had been key to the way we'd, we'd been performing prior to that. I mean, that was an awful game, an absolute yeah. dog-awful game. 
Um, and, and that was more down to the tactics that Stoke City employed, in my view, because yeah. uh, we tried to play, we tried to play, and they just they just snuffed it out, didn't they? Um, that that probably as a from an opposition point of view, and and listen, obviously we all know that we only see two games a season of the opposition. You know what I mean? But but that puts Stoke down in twenty third place for me in terms of quality of opposition. Yeah. They were just awful, and Millwall had been bad and beaten us. And and I'm I'm fully conscious of the fact here that I'm saying Millwall were bad, they beat us. I'm saying Stoke City were bad, they beat us. They're cool. able and capable. Luton who were absolute garbage. Clip that. Um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're able to still perform in that to that level yeah. and beat us. You know that, that that's another indication as to as to probably where we've been going wrong this season. But yeah, that was an awful game. Awful dog. Awful game. Yeah. Um, I might as well stop here, right? Because I Matt the last time I mentioned Sean McDonald, but Sean McDonald was obviously big. He's confirmed his Instagram. Uh, that he's leaving the club. The club, as we record, haven't released a retained little list yet. Um, it's a shame with Sean McDonald, Ben, because, like I said, up until whenever that Stoke game were, it was really, really good this season. But he's been just consistently injured. I mean, last year it was illness, but this year he's just he was injured at the wrong time and they just couldn't get back in. It's a shame because he has got something to offer, but <clears throat> can't just keep having him on and not playing him. No, I mean, it comes to the point as a line of diminishing returns, isn't it? If you can't keep himself fit, and that's not a dig, that's not a dig. If you can't keep himself healthy, which is understandable because of his age um, and the way he plays, uh, not having him around. I mean, I have no problem with the decision. Obviously, I'm a bit disappointed because I thought it'd been brilliant for me once, but it is what it is, isn't it? And like I said, he was uh, he didn't play a month, didn't he? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. I mean, that tells you what you need to know. For central, like, defensive midfielder to win player at month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we home win Preston, which was a very, very good win. Uh, and then in end of November, Mick, uh, I'll come to you for this part. It's come when on. the referee... It's when the referees have really started to... Uh, how do I say How do I say it? I sound like a victim. Uh, show their skill levels. Show their skill levels. Mm-hmm. Um, we start with the handball against Swansea in the 80-somethingth minute uh, where their defender basically clears it off the line. Or, or, or it, does, it, it tips it around the post. Um, and then four days later, QPR, where Matt Allen suddenly gets cleaned out in the box and no penalty is given. <laughs> we hadn't really experienced a bad referee up until that point, Mick. But it, it started and it didn't stop. Right, well, Matt, Matt Donahue, I think, was the first one, weren't he, to, at Swansea? Um, and, and I mean, uh, yeah, I, we could go on and on, and, and I'm sure at some stage throughout the course of this podcast, I will, I will go on and on. But let's not, let's not give these people any airtime; they don't deserve it. Okay, I'm sure we'll talk about them again in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're probably um, right. I'm trying, though. I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, the QPR game was a, in, very important, Ben, in, in another way for me. Michael Smith's first goal of the season, a very good Michael Smith header. Um, and he never looked back. I know he's slowed towards the end of the season, but it's the best he's ever looked in the Rotherham shirt this season. It started with that QPR game. Yeah. To be honest, I think it started uh, when he joined. I think the work he's put in, I think it was only a matter of time. Mm. I think it started 
last year when the season finished and he probably was still at training ground. Uh, he just needed that little click, you know. And uh, like I said, he's been so good this season; it's unreal. Uh, we lost that QPR game, didn't we? Lost three two. Yeah, we should have won that game. Um, if we play that game and they don't have Samuel, we win that game by an absolute. If they don't, if QPR don't have Samuel all season, I hate to say it, but they'd have gone down, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I said Smith was so good from that point onwards, and you know that kept us up. If if uh, you know we did not make some. If we not if we'd not had made as much defensive mistakes that we did, I think Smith would have kept it up this season. So yeah, yeah, it is his best. To be fair, uh, it is his very very best. Um, around that time, it would change formations. Three five two came in, um, and and although I like three five two, there was a period where it didn't work. Coventry, Coventry game in particular. The yeah. Watford game as well, a few days later, but particularly the Coventry game, it didn't work to start with. And I know it takes time to get those things running. Mm. We sort of gave away two games, two or three games, because we wanted to put in a new system. I know it worked eventually, yeah, yeah. but putting putting the captain hindsight hat on, it cost us a couple of games, didn't it? It did. And, and to be honest, uh, in my head, I don't remember seeing Coventry game. I've dismissed it. I've, 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 Sorry, I've blocked it out of my memory. Um you know, it was as poor a performance as I've seen from the Rotherham side in a long time, a long time. Uh, it just devoid of any confidence on anything else. And I know I appreciate, obviously, we changed formations and everything else. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it got off to a rocky start, but, you know, it, it, it turned out to be the right decision mm. in the end. Well, did it because we went down, you know what I mean? But but I, I don't think that particularly impacts the reason that we've gone down. I think I think we were far stronger defensively after we'd made that change mm. uh, than we were prior to it. Uh, so and it suited the personnel that were available to him at the time as well. Um, so so yeah, I mean it, it, it was. You, you're right. We did give away two or three games, and as it turned out, at the end of the season, you can't afford to do that. But mm. I think it was the right move, definitely. Definitely, and hopefully, Ben, it'll sit standards and good stuff for the future. You'd assume that we'll stick with three five two next year, <coughs> with the with Icky Woody and McDonald. Let's assume they stay, which you, which you assume they will. Add a couple more defenders in there. Three five two is perfect. Yeah, it's perfect for Woody. I, I don't see why not. I don't. We've got the players. It's just it, it doesn't really fit into Chiel, Chiel's strengths mm. or sadly strengths, uh, which we spent a little bit of money on him. Basically, isn't it? Wages-wise, yeah. yes, I mean. And it'd be a real shame to see Chirgo to waste. Uh, but, you know, he can play at 10 well. I mean, he said, he mm. showed that he could, so I think we'll stick with 3-5-2. You don't really have another option, I don't think. No. 4-4-2 four, four, were too one-dimensional in League 1 last time for me. Um, well, if, if a team sat back against us, we were in, we were in serious trouble, whereas 3-5-2 gives you a bit more flexibility. Yeah. Playing two or three different ways within one system, um, so hopefully that'll be the way we go forward. I'm sure we'll hear from Warney in the summer uh, about that at some point. Um, yeah. We did start to turn it around. Uh, good, very good win against Bristol City home, um, and then we had a very, 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 very unlucky loss at Blackburn Rovers two-one. Adam Armstrong with the ninety whatever 
minute um, goal. But there were signs, Ben. There were, there were those two games in particular. I know we lost the Blackburn game, but there were massive signs in there that we were starting to turn a little bit of a corner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember the Armstrong goal. I think it was just a good goal, really. I thought, I remember it being a nice ticky tacker move from what I remember of it. I it, was harsh. it was so harsh. It was last minute. Yeah. I remember it being goal. a ticky tacker goal. I, I don't think, think so, no. I haven't, I haven't really watched it. But from what I remember, it just sort of a bounce around the box type thing. Right. Isn't it? They're the type of things where it's like <laughs> it happens to the teams that are like us, like who are just good enough, who are good, but just not good not enough. Quite. You know what yeah. I mean? It just don't fall for us. You're good, but the look's not with you. Yeah. And it makes you not good enough. Uh, and that. <laughs> How many times have I said this? But that happened all season. Mm. Like, if we had luck on our side, we'd have, we'd have stayed up. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't like it, but you look at the XG. Why we were fifteenth? Maybe some, some higher than that. That tells you where our play was. You know, add a, a little bit of luck in there, which we didn't have. Add a little bit of composure in there, which we didn't have a lot of the time. We should have been safe this season. Mm. Um, yeah. But there's no yeah, reason really, which. Not even a debate. We should have been safe. There is not even a debate that we should should have been safe. But it is what it is, isn't it? Well, one of the reasons that we weren't safe is uh, we're now going to talk about the first COVID outbreak at the club. Um, an hour and a half before we were meant to play Derby, just before Christmas, uh, we got the announcement that the game was going to be postponed. We'd started recording. I think we needed we start recording or something a pre-match we yeah. were going to do, weren't we? Yeah. Um, we were in the studio recording it and one of us just luckily checked his phone and realised the game were off. Um, a lot of stuff said at the time, Mick, which, which there's no point talking about from yeah. other clubs. Um, it weren't the only club, either. I think there was three or four clubs at the time that had yeah, suffered yeah. a similar sort of thing. It was it was quite a serious thing at the time, mm. uh, just, not just in the football around the country. But the key part to it is that we had to play that Barnsley game in between, yeah, um, which was one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. Um, and I've never watched a game and thought, you know what, this game shouldn't go ahead. I don't think I've ever thought that before. Mm. And it should not have gone ahead that game, should it? No, 100%. 100%. I mean, first of all, the EFL, in my view, decided that we're going to change the national break, uh, lockdown guidelines, not lockdown, uh, isolation guidelines from 10 to 9 yeah, days. Yeah. Um, because they could, or because they felt that they could, um, you know, and and just completely flew in the face of all this utter nonsense that they spout about player welfare and and everything else. We're not interested in that. We've got our money to make. We've got our schedules to keep. You will play. Is is basically how they how they were, um, yeah. and and also you've had a COVID outbreak, so it must be your fault. So we're going to punish you for that as well. Um, but mainly we've got our schedule to keep and that's the end of that which was to go on to prove to be the downfall or to be a massive contributing factor to the end of our season um, because they did it again so so yeah it was it should never have been played there's absolutely no doubt about that we all know that everybody knows that even the Barnsley supporters at the time were talking about it that it shouldn't have been played we all knew Uh, but of course you know, the EFL know better than anybody else, don't they? 
but we almost picked up a point. This was Barnsley were riding high, Ben. Yeah. Really riding high. And now getting ready for a playoff game. We pushed them all the way and nearly picked up a point against, from our point of view, a team who had no legs. Yeah, we had, I can't, Smith didn't play, did he? I don't know if Smith Yeah, playing. he came on and scored. Know. Oh, did he? I don't know Crooks playing. Crooks didn't play. There were a few that looked off it. Um, yeah. I was so baffled at the time. <laughs> about that, yeah. how that game went ahead, and it just got wrong, didn't it? And then I realised yeah. the governing body. Um, so I wasn't that shocked. Uh, it is what it is, isn't it? I'm not even going to sit here and say how cool the football and governing bodies are in the world, but it's a real problem. Okay. Um, but at the end of the saga, Mick ended up with the FA Cup game at Everton, mm. uh, which we lost an extra time. Um, but I tell you now, that was one hell of a performance. Matt the Sunday was it was his best performance in a Rotherham shirt. Yeah, yeah, definitely a fantastic performance, and we came so close to uh, to getting something out of that game. Uh, but it, the only thing that we needed out of that game, well, we, we said it at the time. I think we both said it, or all said it at the time. What we need out of this game is a defeat, but a confidence boosting performance, and that's precisely what we got. You know, uh, the the only issue was it went into extra time, which. You know, it was a bit more, a bit more, uh, a bit more play t- playing time. But nevertheless, like I said, the performance was brilliant, really, really mm. good. Um, and, and probably on another day, we would have got something from the game. I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was it's, it was one of the be- best performances of the season, without a doubt. And you can tell the confidence it, it gave us. Then for our next six games, we went on to win. Uh, we lost one of those six games, which was against Swansea, who were the best team we probably played at New York. Um, uh, Crooks and Smith it just started to click then everything was looking so good it ended with the win at Preston um, everything was just looking rosy and sweet and comfortable almost it did until I thought it did the whole way until the last few last few months to be honest with you I thought that middle period was perfect mm. yeah it was you know? yeah. and uh yeah, like you said, that we played so well against Everton. Um, <laughs> and they had the first team out as well. Team, yeah. I think Calvert Lewin yeah. were the only one that weren't playing. Um, so it was such a good performance. And like you said, it, it helped so much. Hmm. It's just so annoying. They went down. Yeah. What it is, what it is, isn't it? It's when you see them glimpses of, of quality. But- yeah. Just not not been able to put it together for one reason or another. Not been able to put it together for long enough. Um, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Don't help us. We, we can't do it. We said this many, many, many times before. It don't fit into the style of play that we want. We were trying to play. No. And all right, you could say that's your. We want to play that style of football. That's our problem. That's true. <laughs> but we also yeah. need a little bit of help as well from the from well the footballing gods, and we certainly didn't get that. Um, yeah, we didn't know. Uh, I think if this was a normal season with a, uh, you know, a, a sound opening body, yeah, a normal schedule and a sound, uh, at least half sound, at least half decent governing body, mm. but it stayed up. Yeah. Fans in ground yeah. stay up. I bet my whole, Probably, yeah. I bet my whole everything I've got on it. In that run though, Mick, there was two three nil wins, three nil home win to Derby, uh, which may have slightly flattered us, but it was still a three nil win. Uh, but the 3-0 win away at Middlesbrough was... Well, we talked about the Everton game being a really good performance, but the Middlesbrough game was 
we were just better than Middlesbrough yeah. at the time. We're very, very, very close to the playoffs. It was such yeah. a good performance. Yeah, it was. It was. And it, it, it was that period where we, we just felt, you just felt like we've got it together now. Yeah, we're going to lose some games. But yeah, we're showing the, the quality that we have got. We're showing that we deserve to be in this division. And we did, you know, uh, and, and, and results and games and performances like that just just make the end result even more frustrating. Apologies, yeah, everybody. Ben's, Ben's on a nightmare with a bottle of water. So apologies. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're all right, mate. Yeah. Yeah, good enough. Uh, but yeah, but, but like I said, performances like that just make the end result of the season even more frustrating and disappointing, don't they? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's not getting the spells together. I mean, uh, after that Preston game where Victory Hansen got stood on uh, in the face by Chad Evans, um, we then we, did, we went in the next five games, we scored one goal, losing all five games. Hmm. Um, uh, scoring goals, it's a really obvious thing to say, Ben, and we talked about it on the on the end of the season podcast last week. I think we, uh, the stat is that we've only conceded less, uh, scored more, scored less goals in a season, and stayed at once in our entire history. You need to put the ball in the back of that, don't you? Yeah, um, it's the most important thing, but it's such a hard job. Mm. Sorry, um, there's a player like if you if you could put the ball in the back of the net, right? You Premier League striker. Look at Jamie Vardy. That's the only thing he does. Yeah, <laughs> the only things he does put the ball in the back of the net and look where it took Leicester. Like you know what I mean? It's such a hard job to do. Uh, so, but we've got to do better than that. Got to do better than we did this season. There's no excuse for this season. Um, it is what it is, isn't it? Freddie needed to score a little bit more. I thought uh, mm. a few more needed to chip in. Which they didn't, but it is what it is, isn't it? We just weren't. We missed some howlers, haven't we? Oh, God. Absolutely. If we we take half the chances that we had, sitters that we had with (laughs) a Conklin, I mean, look at expected goals. We're at 11. So it's like, it's unreal. Just annoying, man. Yeah. Um, Freddie did score. In February, in uh, in March, um, one of the highlights—it's uh, not one of the highlights, the highlight of the season—and um, live live on telly, live on Sky, it was a roller coaster of a game against Sheffield Wednesday Hillsborough. One nil up from mm-hmm. from Smithy Flood, who having a fantastic first half, uh, and a, Darren Bond, wasn't it, Mr. Bond, weren't it? Who, um, yes, it was. Yeah, got a bit keen, trigger happy with his red card, sent Michael Smith off. Yeah. Uh, and then the game looked gone. Second time, well, more than second time this season. But a red card happens, and then we're in trouble. And we were in trouble after the red card, weren't we? Yeah, we were without a doubt, without a doubt, because it gave Wednesday a little bit of belief that that I don't. I think they always knew that they could never beat us with eleven men. I think I think they were absolutely confident of that. They just knew because they weren't good enough. But I think that that sort of um, added bonus of, of of us being down to ten gave them a bit of a, a lift and. And they managed mm. to uh, they managed to nick a goal, which was a foul. Um, it, it shouldn't have stood, yeah. but but then the referee's Darren Bond. So what do you expect? You aren't going to get it. You aren't going to get anything off him because he's a clown, um, an absolute clown. And and to be fair, the sending off of Michael Smith not only did that change that game, but in my view, I genuinely believe that changed the, the subsequent Middlesbrough home game as well. That sending mm. off. 
which we'll come on to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Freddie, Freddie, thank you. What, what, 93, 94 minutes against your local rivals to, to grab a winner at, in, in, in that, at that time of the game with Daniel when you're down to 10 men is just, it doesn't matter what the context of the game is. That is so special. That is so special. Um, and that one will live long, long in the memory, no matter what the outcome was at the end of the season. Definitely. Yeah. Freddie may end up leaving, Ben, at this summer, he may not, but if you end up leaving, he can go away and come back to Rotherham and have a free beer whenever he wants, can't he? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say no to buy a drink in Rotherham again, does he? Absolutely not. <laughs> not after that. I mean, it was, and, and not only that, what a finish. What an absolute oh, storming finish. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And it gave him confidence. And, uh, and we'll talk about another COVID yeah. outbreak, but you could see after that game, Ben, Freddie just, it did improve his game and it became, a, it, all, up until the last three or four games, it became undroppable. Yeah, definitely. It was such a good finish. I mean, I'm glad I wasn't on the watch along because I would have made myself look like an idiot by screaming at him. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, in a very shooting. negative way. Shooting. Uh, but, yeah, it went on to score quite a lot as well. I remember that, yeah, it was, yeah, it, that was the way of the season where I kind of turned towards liking him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very good. After that game, yeah. um, and then we had another COVID outbreak, and I know the COVID, the original COVID outbreak hurt us. This second one killed us big, didn't it? Uh, I mean, that's that's actually that's quite a poor choice of words, actually. But in terms of the season, yeah, yeah. it just it, it ended the season <coughs> from a realistic point of view. For the amount of games we had to fit into a short space of time, there was no way we could recover from a scheduling point of view after this second yeah. one. No, hundred percent. And I mean, we got all the stick of, uh, on social media from uh, from other teams about us trying to fix it and you know fix the season and blah de blah de blah de blah. And and it just you know what I mean. It it it, it did it did like you say it just ended the season right there because because the 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 volume of games obviously as it turned out that we had to play in in, in such a short space of time after that is um, well it's a crime. According to uh, certain people, it's absolutely a crime. Mm. It's, it's a shame that Jurgen didn't have didn't have our back like he had Man U's back, innit? Yeah, I mean, it's not an, not a not a major crime. It's not an important crime, uh, like somebody in Premier League having to do it. But obviously, it's a crime, nevertheless. If you could have burglary on one end and and stealing a garden gnome out of a garden on the other, we what garden gnome, weren't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it just screwed us over, didn't it? Yeah, and after that enforced break, we only had two more wins. Uh, one was against Bristol City, who were garbage, uh, probably the worst team we played this season. Um, and then the game against QPR, which was the game before the Coventry game and the yeah, week of death. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a couple of late goals, three late goals, obviously, uh, in that game. Uh, it was just uh, that hope then. After that QPR game, you know, after we beat QPR and we're three-one, we're thinking, you know what, we've got Coventry Birmingham coming. We've got we've got a chance there, haven't we? And then swiftly brought back down to earth. Through enough, all of our own. Uh, I still stand by the fact that we should have got something out of them games. Yeah. Uh, so there's no way. There's no way around it. There is no excuse for it. There's, that's the reason why we went down. Them two games, the sole reason, in my opinion. Yeah, 
I mean, the football gods weren't shining on us, were they, on those two games? They scored both goals came off one of our defenders' faces. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? For both games, in, in, in both 1-0 defeats. It just mm. that just sums it up. That you know, you can't even clear a ball with your own face. You know, it's yeah. it, it was just you're right, Ben. I agree with you. We should have we should have got something from both those games because we because of the missed chances. But you know, even if you miss those chances. You would hope that at some stage the luck's going to turn, and you're not going to concede a goal off your own backside or your own nose or or whatever. You know what I mean? And it just didn't happen, did it? The Birmingham one really stuffed me. It really did because you know it's going out for a corner. The bloke's appealing for a corner, yes, and it, it deflects <laughs> off somebody's face and straight into the back of that. It's just oh man alive. But yeah, you're right. They did kill us then too uh, that 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 week definitely. Or certainly, almost did. Well, yeah, we, we got the we're coming to Birmingham game um, in the injustices, if you want to call it, which we'll call that against Middlesbrough at home and Barnsley away. Um, but on a footballing <coughs> point, Ben, the Wickham game, Wickham at home on, <coughs> I think Easter Monday, so they're around Easter. Um, games like that cost as well because we were dog awful against against Wickham. We we, we lost three 0 Wickham. And you know what we deserve to lose three in Wickham, and that's a, that's a very very bad thing. Yeah, uh, how we were still in it the last game of the season <laughs> baffles me to it still now because we were yeah. so bad, we were crap that last month. One of the worst runs of games I've seen for a long time. In one of one of the worst runs of performances in important games that yeah. I've seen in a long time. I like said we deserved it. Straight up, there's no nothing else you can say. We deserved it. We deserved to lose Coventry game. We deserved to lose Birmingham game, in my opinion. And we deserve to go down, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and then it ends. The season ends with three three. We are technically end a bit end the season unbeaten. Three three draws in a row. Um, we've got a few stats to finish on in a minute, but the the kick in the stomach. Mate, it took me a couple of days to recover from the Cardiff game. Um, and Paul Ward's interview post match as well. Yeah, uh, we're, we're sat what is it a week later now, week and a bit later. With what are your thoughts on the day looking back now? I don't feel as bad as I did. I think I think our, our season was wrapped up before that last Saturday, unfortunately. Um, so I've got my own views on what what was the final nail in the coffin, and I genuinely don't believe that it was the Cardiff game that was. Um, I just. I, I'm, not, I'm quite optimistic, if I'm honest with you. You know, we're, we, we're used to the situation now. Yeah, we've had an, we had an opportunity to stay to remain in championship, and we're probably uh, we're, we're good enough to do so. Um, unfortunately, it was decided that that's not going to happen. So we we move on. We go back down. We regroup. Hopefully, hopefully, we're going to be strong enough to be challenging again next season. If we're not, we're not. Um, that's how it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably. I'm. I'm I'm quite all right about it now. I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to sort of end my association with football in with Rotherham United or foot, and football in general. Not by any stretch. Mm. I'm, 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 we just move on. Let's move on. That's my view. That's how I feel. Fair enough. Um, so what we're going to do? I'm going to go through some stats for the overall season, and then we're going to have a quick five minutes on next season, briefly before we before we end. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of a quiz. For you two now, of everybody at home, I'm going to give you some stats for some players, and then you're going to tell me who you think the winner of the stats, who 
you'll make sense. Um, <laughs> so first one is who was which player was involved in the most amount of goals this season? I scored and assisted. I think we know that. Shouting, just shouting. It's Freddie Smith. Isn't it? Smith. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I'll take that ten, point. Ten, 10 scored, three assisted, involved in 13 goals altogether. Thank you. Um, which player played the most? has played the most amount of minutes this season? I was a little surprised Arden. in this one. Where's Arden? No, okay. wait, 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 Richard Wood. Incorrect. Michael Ahekwe. Uh, okay. uh, um, he played 3,988 minutes this season. <laughs> uh, Wes Hardy played in the most amount of games, yeah. but he started as sub and came off as sub. He, he had the most amount of um, minutes. I, uh, I think he played... played all those minutes in one week, didn't he? No. He did, yeah. <laughs> um, opposite to that, who's played the fewest amount of minutes this season? Claudio. Sadly. Trevor Clark. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, who has the most amount of yellow cards this season? Icky. Ben? Uh, Lindsay. Icky with 12. Icky. Come on. Uh, just in Trevor Clark, so he, he played. According to, so these are all stats all come to transfer market. So if anything, aim or wrong, take it up with them. Um, <laughs> Trevor Clark has apparently played 224 minutes this season. So which player for Rotherham had the highest points per game ratio this season? Crooks. McDonald. Sean McDonald. No. Very, Blackman. very surprising. Blackman. Clark, Clark Robertson. Yeah. 1.19 points per game when when he's played for us this season, Clark Robertson. Um, and which two players have the joint lowest points per game for this for, for us this season? Harding, Nicky. Harding, Nicky. No. <laughs> Trevor Clark. No. Okay. No, no, no. Blackman and uh, Lindsay. Uh, just, I'll just tell you, you can't just name the entire squad. This is getting yeah. silly now. Um, Mikel Miller and Flojo joint. Uh, they've got they've got a 0.56 points per game for those two. Jesus. Which is not very good. I, I was really surprised that Flojo were that low down yeah. um, on it. But um, This one's an easy one. Very easy one. Which player has been subbed on the most amount of times? Hurst. Hurst. <laughs> Um, and final one, which player has been subbed off the most this season? I think this is surprising. Ooh, that's a difficult one. Mm. You don't look at strikers. For me, I would normally go a striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's, not, but it's not a striker. Ben Wiles. No. Uh, where's Ardin? Lindsay. Jimmy Lindsay. Yeah. I'll win that quiz. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and the last stat is there's been five red cards this season, but all the individuals are Crooks, McDonald, Richard Wood, Mikel Miller, who had two yellows, and Michael Smith also had a red, but that was later rescinded. Um, so, yeah, interesting stats there. I'm particularly interested on the Flojo one. Very surprised on the Flojo one. 
And Smithy needs to, uh, he owes Crooksy one for that rescinded red card, didn't he? Because he caused, he caused Crooks's red card. So, <laughs> well, um, certainly, I, th- I think he caused it not, it's Crooks' red card, not the rescinded. I think he caused the red card. I genuinely believe that. I, I genuinely believe that uh, that Bond has been looking to send somebody off for that game because of the issues he had in Wednesday game. I believe that's how petty they are. I genuinely do. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether... Are you going to go into high points and low points? Yes, high points and low points. Um, you give me your high point, Michael, while I get some Facebook comments or a couple of comments in. Yeah, I think the high point's <laughs> going to be that game against Everton. Um, I think from a performance point of view and, and, and the outcome of the game as well, which was, whilst it was a defeat, was, was what was needed under the circumstances after COVID, for me, that was probably the high point of the season. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I'm going with that. Everton away. Fair enough. Low point, other than the obvious? Uh, the low point, the, the low point was two minutes <laughs> into the game at Oakwell. For me, that that was, in my head, for me, that was the incident that sent us down. That was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, there's been a lot of other nails put in the coffin by ourselves and everything else. But that performance by Gavin Ward, I, I genuinely, I've never seen that in 50-odd years of watching football. I have never seen anything like that. And I hope to God I never, ever see it again. I genuinely do. Um, Just wait again. I'm still not over that. Honestly and truthfully, hand on heart, I'm still not over that. It's the most outrageous decision I have ever seen. And and I, I genuinely hope that man is out of a job for as sooner rather than later as far as football refereeing is concerned because he absolutely does not deserve to be running around on a football field at any level. That was outrageous. And for me, that was the lowest point of the season because at that point I knew in my head, in my heart of hearts, that we were going down. So... Yeah. Um, on Twitter, Alfie agrees with you, Mick, about the performance against Everton as a high point. Um, although we obviously lost through that, some very yeah. strong positive to take out of that. And David Scruggins on Facebook uh, says that winning at Middlesbrough has to be one of the highlights, plus the yeah. wins uh, at Preston and at Bristol City as well. Um, can't disagree with him. I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. Well, Sheffield Wednesday wins have got to be, got to be the high points. Just yeah. the lateness of the second one. Uh, that's certainly up there. Um, and the Birmingham game were tough. Birmingham Wickham game for me were particularly tough to take. Uh, the mm. Birmingham one was when it was not confirmed, obviously, but when it was going to be very difficult to come back from it, which obviously proved to be the case. Um, ben, uh, high point Everton game. Low point uh, just after Cooks got sent off. Mm. Yeah, that's not a bad shout either. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you just played five games in nine days, something like that, and oh, then you're you're on you're you're one nil up, you're on top of the game, and then somebody gets sent off for for clashing heads with somebody. It's not the decision and, that why it's a low point for me. Uh, it's just what happened. Happened. It's a red card. Yeah, it wasn't the decision that. Cause a low point for me. I try to make that very clear. I'm gonna add another. I'm gonna add another low point in, uh, and that's every time that Benny the burps, chomps, sorry, um, I, squashes a I, bottle on this podcast. I, this the thing is, yeah, if I burp, <laughs> I, I get very bad indigestion. 
I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, most people will know this. There is a mute button. Yeah, there is. I'm so sorry. apologies, everybody. Next season, we're back in the studio, hopefully. Yeah, so yeah. Ben will be, ben will be um, scolded more often for his uh, behaviour. I think because you're recording in your bedroom, I think it's really easy for you to get distracted from what we're meant to yeah. be doing. Yeah, it is. I mean, I haven't got ADHD, so it shouldn't be that hard. Have you ever been tested? <laughs> no, I Did definitely... Did tested? No, I'm, I, I've definitely not got ADHD. 100%. Okay. I'll take your word for it, mate. Um... A couple of minutes on next season and where we see it going. Uh, there's already reports as we record on, we're recording on 16th of May, strong reports at the minute that Michael Smith will be on his way to be the most typical Neil Warnock signing of the summer uh, to go to Middlesbrough. Um, reports of somewhere between 1, 1 million and 1.5 million uh, is the rumour about, I imagine there'll be add-ons or selling clause or whatever, as there always is with us. Um, Matt Crooks will probably go somewhere um, if we can keep hold of him. Fantastic news, but I, I imagine somebody will come in with some reasonable money. Uh, out of them two, Mick, and I love Crooksy, and he's done fantastic for us. I think he deserves another chance at the championship. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think so. Michael. I think Michael Smith is more difficult to replace than Crooksy. I don't. I'm not bothered uh, because let's be fair. We will replace him. We will replace them sooner or later. Neither of these two players are irreplaceable. If if mm. both of those two go for a million pound plus, that is unbelievable business in my view. I genuinely want a million for Cruxy. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, they're not going to go. They're not going to go for less than a million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it is. It's, it's fantastic business uh, when you consider what we've we, we've brought them in for. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what we paid for Crooksy. I think I'm sure Smithy were agree. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's just, you know what I mean? We we need a black and white shirt and a mask on, don't we? We're running away with money for them. <laughs> well, we do. And and yeah. But that's what this club has to be about. That's what we have to be about. And that's what, in my view, people should recognise as supporters that we may have a few seasons of this. We may have a few seasons of this, but as soon as we start to get a reputation for bringing players through and developing them into into solid championship players, which both of those could be, there's mm. no doubt about that. I don't think they're the finished article, but they could be. Um, then, then we're going to be able to command higher prices and so on and so forth, and then we become self-sustaining, and that's what it's about. So I, I wouldn't be sad to lose either of them. I, 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 they go with my best wishes, and uh, hopefully they can make a name for themselves in championship. Whether they are capable of doing that in long term is another matter, but that wouldn't be our problem if we were to sell them, would it? No. Uh, ben, on if the, the Smith one appears to be one that's moving quicker than the Crooks one. Um, again, we're assuming all these reports are correct, which I think there's you know with a reasonable chance there is. It'd be it, same as make it be very disappointing if they do leave. From one hand. On the second, on the second and third hand, yeah. Second hand, I think they both deserve another shot. And from the third point of view, is that we're going to hopefully make as long as we're not giving Crooksy away for nothing. I don't mind if we get two, three million quid for Crooksy plus some add-ons. I think that's potentially a good deal. I think it's an amazing deal given what we paid for him. Mm. I mean, how many, how many people have you seen buy players and lose? I'm like outside of Brentford. Um, 
I don't know any. I can't. I don't know any other clubs doing what we're doing. No. And look no, where Brentford are. Where Brentford yeah. were five, six years ago, the exact position we were in. Well, not exact year we were, but I remember being in League One with them. Yeah. When we got promoted, That's they were, they went up with Wolves. I remember that clearly. Mm. Yeah. And look at the players they've got now, Tony. Look at the players they've had: Ben Rama, Watkins. Like, look at the more pie. Yeah, I, I mean, Sammy Wat. I mean, Ollie Watkins, not Sammy Watkins. Um, if anyone knows who Sammy Watkins is, then um, is he a American footballer? Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm shocked. Is, uh, yeah, is Mark Ollie, I that clown that plays at Brighton? Yeah, but we got sent off for the yeah. day, which uh, was amazing. But yeah, I'm, listen, I am more than happy doing what we're doing. If we get more than two million for Crooks, amazing. More than a million for Smith, amazing. And, yeah. you know, I said, send them off with best wishes. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was chance that Freddie, Freddie might go as well. If, if Freddie ends up going, that'll be a couple of million as well, if that happens. Yeah, Freddie's yeah. one of them... If he if he, if if he's going, ask for that money. Got to ask. Oh, that I didn't ask for it, but yeah. like yeah. if I paid for that, I could pay that for him. Fine. For, for League for One, and we, we were yeah. talking about this the other day with somebody else that League One used to be there used to be a lot of players who spent a lot of time in League One and knew knew how to put the ball in the back of the net. That's not really the case anymore because what you get is Johnson Clark Harris has a good season. He's now in the Championship. Ivan Tony had one good season in League One. He went to the Championship. You've got Jerry Yates, who has scored whatever goals this season. He's going to move to the Championship next season, no matter what, after one good season in League One. So you don't necessarily have these recognised, steady League One strikers like they used to, even five years ago. So to keep somebody like Freddie, who we all know can score goals in League One, would be would be quite a good bit of business because who else are you going to go out and get? There isn't anybody that's going to go. There's like an Alfie. We know when we were in League Two, we, could, we went and got Alfie because he scored lots of goals for Rochdale. Ryan Lowe was another one for Bury who scored a lot of goals. So you could just go get him. There isn't really that anymore in League One. Maybe maybe there is in League Two, but there's not anybody who's got regularly twenty plus goals in League One because they just get picked by somebody at Championship, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, rumours are, strong rumours that Clark Robertson will be on his bike um, to Aberdeen, probably. Um, again, I don't mind that. Good player, Clark Robertson, but he's injured all the time, isn't he? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. They're, 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 I've, I have full confidence in in uh, in the club, in the recruitment side of the club uh, and in Warney and company to... Uh, to get us in a decent position for the league one, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a really, mm. really tough season. I would argue it's probably going to be a more t- a tougher season than the one we just had. Um, in terms of in terms of the teams that we play, um, mm. it, it wasn't ultimately it wasn't the teams that we played that sent us down. It was us and the circumstances surrounding the games that we played that sent us down. All yeah. our inadequacies. Yeah. Well. Um, so we're going to end it there thank you all for listening um, when you watch on YouTube we very much appreciate it uh, don't forget to check out newyorktalk.co.uk there's plenty of stuff on there if it isn't there already it'll be there very very soon if you look at some season reviews from some new people um, who will be doing that there we will be back probably next Monday with our end of, end of season awards show which will hopefully be much happier than this episode has been Um <laughs> So we'll, go, we'll probably, probably put that out to Twitter for some suggestions and then we might decide or 
We may have put some polls out one way or another. We'll see on the social media to do that. Um, so thank you all. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and everything like that that we always ask you to do. Uh, ben, it's been something, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Mick, thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, and thank you all for listening, watching, getting involved. And thank you all for being with us this season. And we will see you all pretty, pretty soon. Thank you very much. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.